how do you contour the grip of the gun? You know, especially with the Glock, man. The Glocks, we all know they're like bricks, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. They're like bricks. And if you are not careful, especially on Gen 3s, man, where they have those finger finger grooves and you're trying to remove those, right? If you're not careful, you can actually make the Glock more brick-like. Welcome to episode 86 of For the Love of Guns. My name is Jason Scheller, and I want to thank you for joining Team Banch today as we talk about stippling with Will from Shogun Customs. Now, before we talk to Will, it's time to pay the bills, and this episode is brought to you by Falco Holsters. Now, I really love Falco Holsters. These are handmade leather holsters, and what's great about it is they won't break the bank. Now, you can go to Falco Holsters and design your holster. I mean, they have different holsters you can do, or you can even do a custom one. If you really want that one-of-a-kind holster, you can get a custom one. And they're going to make this thing by hand. It's not going to be like a machine that they just put leather in and suddenly a holster shows up. I mean, they're going to cut these things out. They're going to sew them by hand, and it's going to be just an amazing holster. Check out Falco Holsters and use the checkout code Banshee to save you 10%. Now, Falco Holster has a holster for every gun, every budget, without sacrificing quality. That's right. You're going to get your holster built to your specifications in your budget. You're going to get it in about 10 days, and it's going to be a quality holster. Now, this episode is also brought to you by Freedom Crew University. Now, I'm one of the senior instructors at Freedom Crew University, and today's guest, Will, is also a senior instructor there. Now, if you want to build the best, you want to learn from the best. Freedom Crew University has so many of the top builders that you've come to know and trust. Go check out Freedom Crew University and sign up for a class and learn how to stipple, build a Glock, Build a SIG, build an AR, build whatever gun that you want to build. Because, let's face it, social media has been taking our content down. So we can't teach you through social media, but we can teach you through Freedom Crew University. Now with the bills paid, let's talk to Will. Will, tell me about your love of guns. Yeah, so uh, I'm Will, and I'm the owner of Shogun Customs. And I mainly provide stippling services. Also sell some Glock frames from time to time up on my website. So I kind of give people the option of uh, buying a Glock frame from my site and also purchasing a stipple package. And then I can ship it to, you know, ship it to them, stippled and ready to go. But uh, yeah, primarily I'm just a guy who stipples. That's it, man. <laughs> stipples. You're like, you like burning plastic. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, no way. Well, it's so funny because I, you know, I remember when stippling first came out, right? And uh, well, it's not like it just came out, but when I started realizing when stippling was going on, and I'm sitting there going, people are taking soldering iron. It was funny. I just happen to have a soldering iron down here. Uh, people are taking these little soldering irons and like, you know, poking holes in their guns, and I'm like, I, I don't get it. And then, yeah. you know, because that was the early days, right? And then, then now it's you know, people started doing like reptile scales and i'm like wow this this is not uh, you know this is not just poking holes into a frame there's a lot of work that goes into a stipple job yeah there is you know 
<clears throat> among us stiplers, you know, we always say anybody could melt plastic, right? Anybody could just yeah. sit there with the wood burner and just, you know, poke away. But can you take a vision, manifest it, bring it, you know, into something tangible uh, that's functional and pretty at the same time, right? Because, yeah, you might have all the grip in the world, but if it doesn't look good, you're going to have some pretty upset customers, right? Like, oh, I got all the traction in the world, but I don't even, <laughs> I'm embarrassed over this, you know? So, um, yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's, it's really about, you know, how do you do your undercuts? How do you do your gas pedals, your glove bevels? You know, how do you, how do you contour the grip of the gun? You know, especially with the Glock, man. The Glocks, we all know they're like bricks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They're like bricks. And if you are not careful, especially on Gen 3s, man, where they have those finger uh, finger grooves yep. and you're trying to remove those, right? If you're not careful, you can actually make the Glock more brick-like, right? You take those finger grooves off and then you're like, okay, cool. And you sand it smooth. You're like, great. And then when you stipple it, you actually have a hard edge where those finger grooves used to be. And oh. like, you have this crazy... Long, you squared it off. You squared it off exactly. So now somebody grips it and goes, "Damn, this hurts!" And it usually hits you like right here, you know, right oh, there. Man. So if you're not careful I, with how you recontour that grip, man, it's see. I never would have thought that. You know, I've seen things where people take those those finger grooves out, and then I never, it, it, you know, it makes perfect sense now that you say it. And then I, I never thought about that you could actually square that thing off because. Yeah, I, I used to always say, you know, when I was in FFL and people were talking about them, um, you know, Glocks are great to go boom every time, right? Right, right. But they're like, you know, uh, you know, your nine millimeters and your forties and three fifty sevens are like holding a two by four, and your forty fives and tens are like holding a four by four, right? Yeah, yeah. And then now you say that, yeah, you, know, you take those finger grooves off, I'm like you are like literally holding a two by four at that point. Yeah, it's so when you go through those finger grooves, it in a sense, what you're doing, you know, what kind of like a byproduct of taking them off, the material pushes out to the side a little bit. So it actually like enhances that square. So now you got to go back oh, through wow. and kind of round that off. But if you're not careful, you go through the frame because that spot gets a little thin, you know? Yeah. So there's that fine line of recontouring the grip and taking out those hard edges and then going through the frame, right? <laughs> so. well, you know, it's funny. Um, so back when I was in FFL, I had this customer – and um, he was going to start practicing stippling. And he was buying uh, Glock frames off of like Gunbroker, you know, the auction sites. Sure. And uh, that's back when they were ripping all the guts out of the Glocks for the, the Polymer 80s, you know, the, the 80% guns. You know, that's back before there was that whole market of, of having lower parts kits. Mm. And I, I told him, I go, you know, you're buying these frames. You're paying a transfer fee because he bought like six pistol frames. Oh, shit. And like, because <laughs> now as an FFL, I need to report that as a multiple gun transfer because it's the license, you know, the serial numbered. Yep, yep. I'm like, dude, why don't you go out and like buy some Polymer 80 stuff? You know, I, not that I'm complaining, you know, cause you're giving me business, but sure. you ever think about just going like get a Polymer 80? And he goes, I don't understand. They're getting rid of these frames so cheap that. Uh, I think he was buying them for like 30 bucks a frame. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. So, he goes, so it's, 
<laughs> it's actually cheaper to screw up a Glock frame than it is to go buy a Polymer 80 and right. learn Stipley. Right. I'm just sitting there going, that has got to be the weirdest situation it is in weird. this economy, right? I agree. But you know what? The, those Glock frames, it, he, in a sense, he did the right thing because the Glocks, there's only one gun that I'm aware of so far that stipples or, or that melts and cuts and polishes close to a Glock, and that's a, a Springfield, right? At least for that's the XDs. Um, but the Glocks, man, they just they're 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 harder. They're they're harder to work with than than like a P80 is super easy to work with, man. I mean, you you run your bit through that, it just turns to powder. You know, you don't really have to worry about it melting, it just disintegrates, man. With the Glock, you have to watch your speed, you have to watch your pressure, because you end up melting it. You're not actually taking material away, you're just melting what's there and moving it around. Reshaping it, yeah. With your sanding drum. So if you're not careful. You, you know, or, or your or your bit, you, you'll melt through the frame, you'll melt the frame. It, it's so he started off with the hardest frames first. P80s are like training wheels in, in my eye, right? It's a, a yeah, but it, but they are right, they're easy to work on, they kind of get you going, your muscle memory starts to get there, then you can step up to something else. Yeah, it's it's funny <clears throat> that you think of that because now I, you know, I think about it. You know, every company is going to have a different. I mean, it's not like you know, we buy a polymer gun. It's not like this polymer is the exact same as this polymer. I mean, each oh. company has their own chemical They're, makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know, now I think about it with Sig with the P320. Now with the tungsten infused, and you you could come up with some really crazy crap in in this stuff now. Dude, some some I've never done one of the tungsten frames, and I had a customer email me. He's like, "Hey, you know, I want to I, I want to send this to you." And I'm like, "Hold on a second, <laughs> right? yeah. let me look into this, right?" So I, you know, got in touch with the, you know, we all know each other. So I asked some other stiplers. I'm like, "Hey, man, have you guys done this tungsten frame?" They're like, "Don't do it." I did it once. <laughs> never do it again. It takes like three times as long because it's hard to melt. So you know, my guess is you're just sit, sitting there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Or versus a Glock, you're just like moving through that frame. And they're like, it's a pain in the ass to melt and cut. I'm like, okay. So I emailed them back. I said, hey, man, there's a guy who might want to do this for you, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I don't want to go down that road, man. Well, and that's the thing is like, you know, as you're learning a skill, you're, you want to learn new stuff, right? Yeah. But you don't want to screw up a customer's gun. It's true. Doing it. It's true. Um, yep. You know, when I started working in 1911s, it's like, man, let me let me work my own stuff first before I go and screw up a customer's gun. Because mm -hmm. uh, there's nothing like telling a customer, sorry, <laughs> right? Yeah, a customer's going to be pissed. And hey, man, no matter how bad you tell them, I mean, you know, even, even back when I was doing surcoat work, I surcoated the first gun I saw coded was, was my wife. Um, she had a, a Beretta cheetah <laughs> and dude, I did that thing three times. Right. <laughs> right because I mean, it came the first time it came out great. Right. Uh -huh. Oh, this thing is awesome. Why can't I get the slide on this damn thing? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's too thick. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just holding so, it. <laughs> there. There, there wasn't the sandblast booth again uh, until finally I, yeah, I got it right. And then, 
you start learning things, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a nerve wracking. We get something new and it's a customer's gun. It was bad enough. It was my wife's carry gun. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things is that you, you build up their skills over time. And then, you know, I had, I've had people come up to me with, um, with a gun and it's like, Hey, I want you to do this. And I'm looking at that gun going, I'm not taking that thing apart, man. Uh, I, I, you, you can take that thing apart and I'll take 50 bucks off. I've, but I'm I've, not taking that thing apart. Yeah. Yeah. I've been down that road too. You know, I'd rather not take that thing apart. I hear they're a pain yeah. in the ass. I went on YouTube. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not doing that. Um, you know, it's funny. You mentioned the Cerakote when I was first learning how to Cerakote, uh, which, you know, was uh, a lot of fun for me, man. Um, you know, just learning it all. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Man, I had so many, I would have so many like mistakes on one gun, right? I'd have to come back the next day to re-cerakote it, right? Because I, I wasn't doing it in-house yeah. using somebody else's equipment. And it would be something stupid, like I'd spray it and I'd, I'd go to the guy who's teaching me. I'm like, hey, how's this look, man? I'm like, oh, perfect. I'm like, awesome, man. I go to put it in the oven and I, like knock something. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, I've done that. Yeah. So, hey, man, yep. is this going to bake out? Oh, I don't know. That's You probably have no. to spray that. Dude, I can't. I got starting that over. I'll be back tomorrow. Hey, man, sorry, dude. Your frame was going to get Cerakoted today, but I, I nicked it in the, in the oven. Yeah. Dude, one time I had like three or four guns sitting in there. I went to go put another gun in, and my friend's uh, safe safe uh, oven isn't bolted down, and I didn't I didn't think oh. it was so light. So I opened the door and I went to go kneel down and I put my hand on the door, and when I reached like this, the whole freaking oven to and every gun in there like four frames hit, and they're all oh. still. So I had oh. to <laughs> I had to redo all of those. So yeah, man, the the stupid shit you do. When you are learning how to Cerakote, man, it's just, oh, dude, it's funny. You grab the frame in, the, in a wet place. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tone dip it and back or, in the day blaster. Or you're sitting there going, you're, you're mixing you're mixing it up, and then you, like, forget the how hardware. many parts you put in. And or you're like, shit. Yeah, I got shit. I got <laughs> dump the tube out. Clean yeah. it. Re yeah. My, That's my when I started doing. I, I changed over from volume to uh, weight when I started doing my stuff of my Cerakote. Okay. okay. Um, because yeah. that was the pro that was the problem I had with Cerakote because like you do one gun, you don't use a whole lot of Cerakote. And yeah. then I found like doing you know doing the tubes, you actually wasted a lot of Cerakote because half of it is coating the tube as you're pouring it out. Right. So so I went out uh, I went out to um, um, like Goodwill. And I found shot glasses. That's smart. Right? Yeah. And that's yeah. what I would did is I just I just put shot glasses on on a scale and I would just do that. And then it was, you know, pour right into the gun. And I didn't like coat this whole tube. But right. Yeah, right. it's it's so funny the little tricks that you learn um because of mistakes. I, I did I did something similar with a, a shot glass when it came. It, only I used a tiny little mason jar when it came to a color filling borders. You know, it's a whole process you got to do for color filling the borders. And uh, I was like, man, this you know, there's got to be an easier way to to keep this paint contained in the meantime while I'm doing this. I was like, you know what, little tiny mason jar. You know, yeah, it was, yeah, the joys of learning, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
was like, because I, I went, yeah, I went to went to Goodwill and I like bought like one or two of these little shot glasses, right? I'm like, okay, I'll to, I like worked. And it's like the next day I was at at there like buying them out of shot glasses, you know, going up with like, <laughs> like every little shot glass. <laughs> I know they're, they're sitting there looking at me going, okay, um, <laughs> buy back at a time. Yeah, yeah. You should have so, learn your word. Buy another shot glass, please. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's just it's just weird when you do that stuff. So, you know, um, let me ask you this because I know you got thrown kind of thrown into stippling. Tell, yeah. tell tell me a little bit about that story because you know I know the story, but I think it's a I think it's actually kind of an awesome story. You, you know what, Banshee? It, I gotta tell you, man, life life is a trip. It it, it really really is. I, I've gotten thrown into two things in my life that have that have grown into something. Uh, one was martial art teaching. Okay, I was training in martial arts most of my life, right? Um, as I got older, probably around 26, I started learning Wing Chun and I was training for about nine months. And my teacher one day was like, um, yeah, hey, well, I'm gonna leave this class to you. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, I'm just gonna teach at the garage. He's like, I'll just see you at the garage on, you know, we were doing, you know, you have like public setting and then you have like a garage setting. Yeah. It's like you get different training, right? And I was like, uh, no. He's like, no, no, you'll be okay. You'll be okay. Just, you know, you've been helping me out anyways. Just just run the class. I'm like, oh, I guess, whatever. <laughs> well, it turns out I was a good teacher. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, long story short, 12 years later, you know, actually more, um, you know, I got promoted to Sifu and, you know, went through the whole ceremony and all that stuff and had my own group and all that kind of stuff. And then COVID hit <clears throat> and that kind of changed a lot of stuff. But what's 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 cool about the timing is that's when I got thrown into stippling. When my martial art instructions started started doing this, I got thrown in the stippling. It was like a replacement, you know, and I'm like, oh, and I still train, you know. But uh, OK, to answer your question. Yes. Life is a trip. Um, so like most people probably who started out stippling, I always wanted to learn how to do it. And I, you know, see, I see all that shit online. I'm like, dude, that looks badass. Yeah. Um, so I would look around and uh, like, this stuff costs how much, you know, like 500 bucks. That's another gun. You're tripping, you know? Yeah. So I never, I never did it. Right. Little did I know how much work goes into it. So, uh, you know, skipping, skipping up ahead, I, I got into the gun industry myself and I uh, was working at this one shop in San Diego, you know, from California. Um, I'm in Michigan now, but, uh, you know, worked at a gun shop called Gunfighter Tactical. Um, we had a retail shop and then we had another building where we Cerakoted, made holsters, laser engraving, all that kind of stuff. Right. Well, the stippling was also done at the retail shop. So I'd be on the retail floor and there'd be a glass window right here. And I'd be talking to customers. I'd be looking at our stippler from time to time, you know, like, what are you doing, man? You know, I'd be hanging over the glass like this, watching him. He'd be stippling. He'd, he'd feel me. He'd be stippling and he'd go. <laughs> you know? I'd be leaning on the glass like a damn girl at the zoo, you know. <laughs> so... I'm, you know, I'm watching. I'm like, dude, I, I could, I could do that. Like, I'm pretty sure I could do this, right? I don't know on what level, but I know I can do that. And uh, as time went on, I got a bunch of A2 grips because, you know, we're a retail shop who did custom work. We were one of 
like this many shops in all of California that was that had the license to build AR pistols. Because remember, those things are illegal in California, right? Yep. But if you're, you know, you go through all the hoops and, you know, all that shit, you're able to do it. So we would buy lower parts kits all the time, which means we acquired A2 grips. And we would throw them in a barrel because we didn't use those. You know, we would yeah. throw something else on our bills, right? So I would just go in there. My boss was like, take all you want. I'd go in the barrel, put them in a bag. I'd go to my garage and I'd work on these A2 grips, you know. And uh, I didn't know anything, man. I didn't know how these guys were doing HD borders. I, I barely knew how they were doing recess borders. You know, I didn't have the right bits. I didn't know how to research this stuff. I'd go on YouTube and I really couldn't find the information I was looking for, right? So I kept looking, ran across some channels, um, started learning, learning a couple of things, started getting a little better on my own, okay? Well, skipping up ahead a little bit now, maybe maybe a few months, the stippler moved back to Indiana. Oh, so, so it's a hole now. Exactly. So <clears throat> one day my boss walks up to me and he's got a frame in his hand. And he's like, and it's uh, it's already uh, Cerakoted. And he, he, and he did the undercuts on it, you know, himself. He, he just did some some janky undercuts, right? It wasn't his thing, right? Um, but uh, he's a great Cerakoter. So he handed me the frame and he goes, you ready? I said, ready for what? And he's like, stipple this. I was like, no, dude, I haven't even been practicing. I had I had stopped because you know, I'm like, I don't yeah. know what I'm doing. I don't, you know. He's like, dude, just melt it. It doesn't need to look pretty. I'm like, it doesn't need to look pretty. He's like, it doesn't need to look pretty, man. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so I take yeah, it. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> yeah. So I take it. I stipple it. And I had a waffle tip pattern, right, from OT Defense. Well, they did. And... I'm sitting there creating a border with the OT defense. It's a square tip, right? Uh, 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 yeah, it's a square, right? So I'm like creating a border, lining up the tip to burn a border in as it's doing the pattern underneath. And I'm just going all around it. Dude, I was so proud. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, look at this, baby. Huh? 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 Right? <laughs> so ended up uh, going, we were doing it for charity. Right. We're doing it for charity and it was an auction and that gun ended up going for like three grand. Wow. Yeah. The slide that's was. It. That's awesome. Dude. Yeah. It was a full, full camo job. And when the guy came to pick it up and start his 10 day process, you know, 10 day wait in California, I came out. I said, hey, hey, how you like the stiffling, man? <laughs> I was all, <laughs> he was like, it feels great, man. I was like, I did it. You know, I was like ecstatic about it. And uh, that's how I started, man. You know, I, I walked up to my boss and, and I said, hey, man, um, I'd like to do the stippling for us, man. W would you would you mind if I did the jobs? And he's like, dude, I, I hate that shit, dude. I hate doing it. Yeah, I, I, you, you'd be doing me a favor. I said, awesome. So, you know, I'm working retail, right? I'm selling Glocks. Hey, you know, we do stippling, too. Right. <laughs> you're, to, you're getting the business on, on the backside of the sale. Oh, yeah, man. Like, so my boss was like, dude, we've never done so much stippling because I'm a salesman by by like before I got into the industry, I've, I've had all kinds of sales jobs. And and I just I just like, you know, I, it's just in me to kind of like, you know, I got that gift of gab, I guess. Right. Yeah. 
when you know when I'm especially when I'm really like trying to get something right. Uh, gotta think about commissions, you know. So yeah, we did a lot of stippling packages, um, and I just started getting you know slowly by you know I started getting better, and our prices started going up. As I got better, the prices yeah. started raising, right? And yeah, man. Uh, unfortunately for uh, for them, they had to close their retail side down. You know, their 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 the le- the property management said, "Hey, we're not renewing your lease. You have thirty days to to get out." Well, you know how hard it is to transfer FFLs to. It's it's hard. Yeah, you, a- I mean, I mean, if you think about just the ATF portion of it is you gotta you gotta have all that stuff set 30 days before you can start right right just to transfer your Mm -hmm. license to another property yeah now you also have the state of california on top of that that you have to deal with exactly so i mean that is uh, it's sad is it's almost easier to start over than it is to move it right yeah it's true it's true. And you, you know, now, and, and then now, you know, you have what 30 days to go find another location, build it out, build the room for the safes, get your security system set up, put your gates put in. And it's like, no way. So it was a blow to all of us, man. Um, but fortunately the custom shop that stayed open, that had its own separate FFL that stayed open. So they still do all their, all their custom work, but that's how I got into it, man. That, to, you know, that was probably a little long winded, but that's how I got thrown in the stippling. Well, it's kind of funny because you almost have a little bit of a Forrest Gump story going into this. <laughs> I, I guess. mean, you were just you were just like at the right place at the right time with yeah. the right people yeah. in the right environment, and it just like there you go. I mean, yeah. I mean, think back to you know back when you were doing martial arts. Did you ever think you were going to be stippling guns? Hell no, man. Not never. I mean, never. Yep. And, and I then, love you guys for doing that, man. Like my, I, it was two bosses. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm sorry. No, that's uh, fine. Yeah. But man, like I have to, you know, sometimes I sit back, you know, we're, we're men. We all like to kind of sit back and think about our life. Right. Yep. I, mean, I, I would guess yeah. anybody does. Um, and I always, I always exercise gratitude, man, you know, for, for my two bosses, uh, you know, they gave me a platform to learn and develop a skill and, gave me that push like he literally pushed me launched me into my career you know what i mean yeah so without without them and i i would not shogun customs would probably not be around like not to say when it happened in the future maybe it wouldn't all i know now is i am here because of them you know yeah, it's it started it started that journey for you yeah um which is kind of funny you think about it um you know, thinking about martial arts, I mean, it's a, you don't learn a skill like that. I mean, it takes time to build those skills. It's a journey in martial arts that you got all the way up to, to be an instructor. Oh, yeah. The same thing happened to you over again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost <laughs> a little deja vu. You're right? Right. I, haven't, I haven't actually looked at it that way. You're right. Um, yep. And what's funny is, you know, when we were talking last night, because um, the audience doesn't know we, we, we meet um, for other things. Um, or was it last night or was it last week? It was last week. No, was... We were talking about how we came up with names. Oh, names. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. With names. Because Shogun was not your initial name for the company. Mm-mm. Nope. It was uh, Mad Monk Customs. 
Yeah. Which is still, which is a badass name in itself, but it's, I love, I love the Shogun thing just because you're working your, you know, your whole martial arts background. But what I really like about the name of Shogun Customs is since you're doing, you know, the stippling work, you're doing all this stuff, right? You, know, you, you did Shogun because you're talking about really because of your favorite movie. Yeah. Um, Shogun Assassin, right? 1980. Shogun Assassin. So yeah. um, that's actually where not you got the, the Shogun dragon. from. Sorry, not the last dragon. I shown up. Not the last dragon. <laughs> but it's not but, it. But what I what I like about that is number one, the the whole martial arts and and then that kind of works into and I'll bring your website up here in a little bit. You know, even works into your website design and stuff like that. But it also um, I was thinking about this today. I'm like, you know, Shogun Customs is cool because you're you're stippling guns, you're making these guns look great. I want to show my gun. It's right? A, it's a showpiece, man. It's a show It's gun. a showpiece, right? Yes, so that's so good. Two, <laughs> two meanings. Two meanings to it. So it, it's really cool. Now, um, for those of the audio side, you're not going to see this, but for those of you on the video side, I'm going to bring up um, Will's website here because Shogun Customs, I, I, I love the I love the website. You know, you got the the font, you know, the the whole you know Asian font thing going on. You're you're going through this whole thing. But then you get to the first picture, which is just badass. I mean, thank you, man. I mean, look at that thing. I mean, I'm, you know, I, when I work on 1911s and stuff, I mean, I'm doing smooth lines and stuff like that. I don't think of a stipple job like this where it kind of follows around mm. and then you, you don't take up the entire grip. I mean, there's a whole design to it. Yeah. Um, this is just not something you go out and do. I mean, this no, is, this had to have taken a lot of time to think this one through. It, yeah, it, it, that border layout went through uh, quite a few iterations, to be honest, um, before I kind of settled on that standard, you know, layout. You know, a lot of a lot of companies, including myself, you know, will do a three sixty wrap, right? Or on these Gen 4s and Gen 5s, they'll do something similar to what I do. Uh, they'll run it up the backstrap line, but they'll curve it around the, the other side of the backstrap line and go to the underneath the beaver tail. Uh, I, I kind of just stop it there because I don't know. I, I like I like that look, you know. Well, it, it just totally works. Um, I mean, I, I, I look at that and I'm just like, you see, you know, I think, yeah, I think of the stippling and it's just like it, it, it is an artwork of itself, right? I mean, this is not something you just go do. This is mm -mm. this is art. This is a lot of expression um, yeah. that goes into it. Yeah. Um, not just the pattern, but the design, the cuts, and where you're going to stop, where you're going to start, the border. Mm -hmm. um, this is like kind of you know, for the people out there that don't think of stippling, this is some serious stuff. I mean, it. This is going into taking a polymer gun and going into what gunsmiths have been doing with steel frames for a long time. You know, yes, we can check our front strap of a 1911, but what if I check her just a little bit different? What if I do it on an angle? What, what if I do this? What if I change the line pattern? I mean, yeah. you're doing the exact same thing and you're updating uh, really um, 
a gunsmith technique that's been around for a long time. You're just bringing it into the modern age of polymer guns. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice, it's a nice, uh, it's definitely a nice skill. It's a fun skill to have. And yeah, it is expressive, man. And, you know, if you, if you do it right, it's, it's beautiful to look at. And, you know, there's a lot of stipplers out there, man. And, 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 and it is like artwork, like you said, and it's something you, you know, you, we try, right? Like we can, we try to put art into words, but to be honest, when somebody's looking at something artistic, whether it's, it could be anything, man, it could be dancing, it could be, you know, a martial arts form, it could be something like this or art on the wall, whatever, right? It, it creates a feeling, right? Yeah. So yeah. if you get two guns that are stippled from two different people, both are really good, but one gives you a feeling and you just like it more, but you don't really understand why. Yeah. Like, oh, no, man, something. And you try to articulate it, right? You're like, ah, I like how it does this and it does that, but man, it goes in my, for me, it goes deeper than just, yeah, it's doing this and then going over here and cutting under. It's something else, man. And I, I really, I don't know what it is. It's just, I feel it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I, it's funny because I get, I get that too. Um, because, you know, I sit there, I, I like, I, you know, back when, going back when I first started competition <clears throat> shooting, I started shooting with a Glock 17. Um, I put, when I was 21, I went out and bought a Glock 17 nice. and then six months later I was competing with that gun. Um, I'm now in the SIGs, but that's mostly because of, uh, carpal tunnels, a, a, as a serious thing in my industry. So, you know, Glocks don't have the ergonomics that I need for a gun. That's why I went to SIGs, but man, if you give me a Glock or a polymerity or some type of Glock variant. I will run the crap out of that gun just because yeah. I have so much trigger time behind it. Yeah. And, and that's the thing about that is that, you know, we talked earlier, blocks are like, you know, you said like a brick. I was like, it's a two by four. <laughs> um, but then you take it, you know, I think, you know, my Glock 17 was a gen two, you know, I think about the grip of that gun. Uh, you know, I'm putting, a hoe grip on it, a slip on grip to try to get the feeling and all that stuff. Right, because right. Stippling wasn't around back then. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you think about going forward now of all the stuff undercutting, um, you know, undercutting the trigger guard. Mm -hmm. uh, these are things that we can now take a stock gun. Number one, make it look good. Right. Cause let's face it. A, nice. a Glock is a Glock is a pretty ugly gun. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't think everybody looks at a Glock goes that is the most beautiful gun in the world, yeah, right? Not at so, all. So we can take an ugly gun and make it look good, and we can make it practical at the same time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, man. You know, and you have. Like... Go that, ahead. I think that that's the that's the greatest thing about what you do because you're doing, you know, like I said, you have the expression, you have the functionality, and you have the look. And it's just, that's what's really cool. I agree, man. You know, I know the two schools of thoughts fight on this. Oh, you know, who cares about looks? It's all about how your gun works and uh, you're trying to look pretty. You know, you have, you have those two school, you know, you have those, those budding of heads, right? But yep. I, I don't see the problem, man. You know, if, if something is nice to look at, you know, it's pleasing to the eye, but it also functions why? awesome. Why not? Come why not? On. Exactly. You're just I, trying to puff I, your chest out. <laughs> right? Well, 
I mean, I look at it this way is, um, you know, it, it, so I shoot P320s. Um, if I show up to a range with my, my carry um, SIG P320, people are like, okay, P320. Mm-hmm. But if I show up to the range with my competition P320, uh-huh. people are going to look, right? Because yeah. they're going to be like, <laughs> right, right. Wait, that's a silver slide on a black frame, and it's a three twenty, and uh, and it's got a red dot on it, and right. like, yeah, it, yeah, you know, on it. I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, it 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 spawns conversation. Um, yeah. Which, let's face it, I mean, you know, guys like cars and guys like guns, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. It's no different than going out and taking a Mustang and doing a bunch of work to it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if you take a stock Mustang. And then take a saline and put it right next to it. Right. Which one is everybody going to go take a look at? Exactly. Exactly. Right. Unless so, the stock one put on about 500 horsepower worth of decals. Well, yeah. There, there <laughs> you go. There right. you go. It gets you some horsepower, man. Yeah, it gets you some horsepower. No, but, but you're right. Um, we love beauty. We love lines. We love curves. We love dimension. We love that shit, man. It's yeah. I mean, and there's that's what I love about that is just that. Um. You know, I go back to Glocks are ugly guns, but they don't need to be. No, no. Um, they don't. I mean, it, it's so funny seeing the whole aftermarket for Glocks come about, right? I mean, you can't you can't argue that the aftermarket runs Glocks now, right? Oh, yeah. oh, I yeah. mean, you could build a Glock without a single Glock part, but it, it's so funny that you know Smith and Wesson has a custom shop, right? Um, SIG has, a, you know, their custom guns. It's so funny that Glock never picked up on that going, hey, what if we, what if we had a custom shop? But that's really what you are. That's, that's your industry. I You're the custom shop. I have never it, actually put that together. Like, you know what? Glock does not have a custom shop. <laughs> they don't. They, hey, better, they don't. better stipplers, man. You know? Right. And that's that's what drives that aftermarket value. I mean, they're so focused on that law enforcement and military contract. Yeah, they're like uh, we. They lost an entire possibility. They spawned an entire industry. That's true. Of custom shop. Hey man, hopefully they don't watch this then, because you know you might just have given them an idea. I I highly (laughs) doubt Glock is going to watch my podcast. (laughs) If they do, they can send me some guns, and I'll start shooting Glocks again. That's right. Um, Come on, guys, hit up. <laughs> um, but no, I mean that's the that's the thing is um, they 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 had such a they had such an innovative design, but they didn't continue to innovate that design. Um, I mean, sure, you have Gen three, Gen four, Gen five. They changed some mechanics of it. Sure. It's yeah. the same gun. You you shoot one Glock, you shot them all. Yeah, right. And exactly. You know, it's funny. I mean, it's like- I'll have like family members, you know, when the, before the Glock, uh, before the Gen Five came out. Like, oh, dude, it's got this match grade barrel, and then they're saying the trigger, and then, dude, there's like no finger grooves, and I'm like, uh huh, yeah, <laughs> gotta have one. I'm like, okay, cool, man, have 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 fun, and you try to tell them, look, the match grade barrel, whatever, the trigger, whatever, like. The flare <laughs> is game one, dude. Oh, and uh, improvements are improvements. I, yeah, I, yes, I get you, but listen. <laughs> well, well, it's so funny. You think about a match grade barrel and a Glock. You know, for me, I'm thinking about, you know, the Glock is kind of the AK 47 of pistols, right? 
<laughs> right. They'll shoot. They'll shoot no matter what. Right. Um, throw them through mud. Do this. Abuse yeah. crap out of them. They'll keep. They'll keep firing. Yeah. They do that because their tolerances are, quite frankly, sloppy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's the advantage. You know, for me, I'm a very practical per- uh, pistol person. That's why I like Glocks. Uh, I still like them. I still appreciate them. They'll go bang every time, but the, in order to do to get that reliability, they got to be a little sloppy. Now, yeah. go to like a Beretta. There's no slop in a well. There, there is slop in a Beretta, but it's it's not nowhere near like a Glock. Um, go into what's that? Not many are. No, not many are. And then yeah. go into like a Kimber. Well, Kimbers are so damn tight that the second they get dirty, they jam. Yeah. So it's true. I, I think of the loose tolerances of a Glock and then put a match grade barrel into it. And it just makes my head go, what? You, you can't you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You just can't compute that because it's like, that's kind of a waste of putting a match grade barrel into a gun that is purposely a little loose. I don't know um, what makes these guys so scared to innovate on what they have or, or even just come out with another model gun in like a different lineup. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, come up with a different lineup or something. But I, I'll tell you what Glock has done. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say their 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 new model of gun is an AR-15. Welcome, really? welcome. To, yeah, they what? actually have a now have an AR-15. Oh shit! I haven't. I didn't even hear about this. <laughs> so it's I, like I haven't looked in the shop. I'm just like waiting. Well, yeah. well, it's like way to innovate. With coming up with a rifle that everybody's been building for 30 years. <laughs> right, right. Right. But that's crazy. They're coming out with an AR. Interesting. Okay. All right. Cool. Just buy some receivers and throw your stamp on there. All right. But yeah, uh, right. I mean, no, I, I was gonna say the good the good thing about Glocks though, man, is they give you enough material to make that thing look badass because not every gun you can you can't take every gun and cut a nice gas pedal into it. You can't do double undercuts the way you can on a Glock on some other frames. You know, the enhanced finger grooves or the glove bevels. Like, they give you enough material to shape it and sculpt it. You know what I mean? So that's at least there. Which, which is great. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that yeah. gives you the ability to do what you need to do. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Now, the one thing, you know, we were talking earlier, like, when you were learning how to do this stuff, there was nobody really out there teaching how to do stippling, right? Like this much information, you know, right. like, yeah, it was tough. I had to like reach out to people and beg them like, in, so, yeah, there's a small handful of us in the stippling industry that will share information without hiding the secrets. Small handful of us. Everyone else is like, I had to try, you know, by trial and error, I've damaged so many frames on my own. You have to, you know, earn your keep, you know, you got to, right. But so if it wasn't for the people giving me, dude, I would have people call me, video chat me. And they, they'd be like, no, dude, flip the frame like this. No, no, no. See where your finger is. And that was honestly, if it wasn't for some of these guys in the industry, taking me under their wing and kind of just show me the, tips and tricks of the trade, I would not be at the level I'm at now because half the battle is the tools you're using. If you're not using the correct bits and all this kind of stuff, it's, it just makes your job harder, like anything. But 
the that's the funny thing, right? Um, tools. If you don't know, you don't know. You oh. where where do you go? And that's the one thing. What well, you know, I alluded earlier that we are in meetings every week. Uh -huh. um, and uh, if everybody watched last week's show, they understand about Freedom Crew University yes, uh, with MGB being on. That's the cool thing about Freedom Crew University is you're a senior instructor and you're teaching stippling and you you have th like three levels. I mean, this is not like, hey, we're going to stipple. This is like, okay, here's the beginning stipple yes. and then you can actually graduate into bigger and bigger jobs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a progressive. I, I arranged the course in a way where it's a progressive skill set. Each class is going to teach you something and prepare you for the next class with, you know, you have, so I'm doing beginner, intermediate and advanced um, unless somebody wants to do private classes, but yeah, you'll, you, you actually can't do certain things in the higher end classes until you learn it in the beginner course, you know, and yeah, the beginner course is quick and easy because you're going to learn the fundamentals. Um, it's a one day class, right? I basically lay the foundation down for you. That way, by the time you get to the intermediate class, should you choose to, which is a two day class, you'll have the necessary skills to do that. And then my advanced class is three days, man. That's, that takes, that's a lot. <laughs> so, so going back to the martial arts, that's your yellow belt, blue belt, black belt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Basically. Yep. Practice your forms and, uh, you know, we'll see you when it comes time to test for your next belt. <laughs> get in there touch so, hands with him <laughs> <laughs> so um what can people expect out of, out of these classes that you're teaching because i mean you're like there's people like okay i want to stipple and i want to do it for fun but you're actually taking someone to the point through your classes where hey you could at the end of this thing you could open up your own shop and actually yeah. make money doing this this is not you know, exactly. Sure, you if you if you want to do this for hobby, awesome, come have fun. But if you want to if you want to be serious about it, bring it. Yeah, you know exactly. I've I've already gone through the whole FFL thing. You know, I've I've gone through the tears and you know all the blood, sweat, and tears, right? Of how to do yep. a frame wrong <laughs> before you do it right. <laughs> so it's a really a fast track system if you think about it. Um, while also being under the guidance of a professional, right? And I hate calling myself that because I don't ever want to be like, I made it. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing though, you know, I'll say that. Um, but you're under the constant, because the classes are live streamed, right? And I'm, and I'm there with the students, I'm watching them, I'm answering questions. You can't do that with a YouTube tutorial. You can't ask the guy, hey, wait, what the hell do you mean? I don't understand that, right? And now you're lost. But, you know, you have well, all of us, right? All the classes we're teaching on there, um, on the Freedom Crew University, we're guiding, we're guiding them so they can feel, they can feel secure knowing that they're not going to do something wrong, right? And if it doesn't come out looking good, it's just because of the skill level they're at right now. But it's not because they have the wrong information or the wrong tools, you know what I mean? Right. You're, you're setting them up for success. It's just, Absolutely. I mean, it's just like, it, it's just like martial arts. Mm -hmm. I'm going to teach you something, but you got to practice it. 
right? You do have to practice it, absolutely. You have to practice it. I mean, this is, and that's one You'll, thing that we, we, you know, we always say is, you know, in, in firearms, whether you're shooting or you're working on a firearm or in your case, stippling a firearm, it, it's a perishable skill. Hell yeah. Right. If, mm. if you don't do it, you're going to lose, you're going to lose it. You come um, back and your hands are a little shaky. You know, the muscle, yeah. you know, the, the endurance is gone. You're already burning like, oof, man. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's, it, so the beginner course is for somebody who, you know, really in my eyes, right. Uh, just wants to work on their own guns. Like, Hey man, I don't want to pay $500 per gun. You know, I want to do all my guns myself, right? The intermediate class for me is somebody who really cares about technique. You know what I mean? Um, yep. Uh, and then the, the the third class is for the advanced class is for people who are like, you know what? I could probably do this for a living if, if, if uh, you know, I want to if I want to do that. And, and that's what I'll definitely help, you know, help cultivate that dream you know what i mean yeah if that I don't and that's <laughs> and that's what it's so funny because uh when we all got together i guess it's december we finally set the whole all the instructors together right mm -hmm. we sat down for the first time uh a lot of us knew each other but we didn't really know each other right it's like we knew each other's reputation we knew each other's work right right and um i remember sitting there and going holy crap they got will to come into this thing because I've seen your work um, and uh, I want to bring up, let's, br let's bring up your Instagram. Cause I love your Instagram um, because of you get to see all the work that you've done and the things that you can learn to do. Uh, let's see here. As I finally get my computer, my mouse to work here. So again, for those of you on, um, on the audio side, I will have all the links to Will stuff in the description, so that way you can you can see this stuff. But okay, so this is like the you know, I mean, look at this stuff. I mean that that's the one that is on your webpage that we looked yeah. at. That's my that's my showpiece. That's my that's show piece. That's your showgun. Yeah, that's your yeah. showgun. That's it. Yep. <laughs> um, and then here here you have a, a completely different. I mean, this is. I mean, look at all of the the yeah. work you've done with the borders and yeah, that and one took forever. I hated doing it. I mean, my body hated doing it, you know. But man, once it was done, it was so it was just a joy to look at. You see, and that's what I love about that. You know, I mean, this is just some things. There's the that's my buddy. That's, <laughs> that's your buddy. Yeah. Um, I mean, going into here. Um, you change the stippling pattern on this one. Mm -hmm. I mean, you had the bigger holes and then the smaller yeah. holes. And then um, it's kind of like a puzzle piece, the way it fits together. You know, what's crazy, man, is I had this weird time period where people were wanting dual textures on everything. <laughs> and mainly was the P80s. And I was like, did somebody make a video on two different, like what's going on? So yeah, like, I even, I have some, some eighties and some strikes that I haven't even posted yet that I, I think I'm going to post soon on my, on my YouTube channel um, that will show some dual textures. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's do it. Like, I like doing that. actually. And then like this one, I love the, I love the color, the color fill on this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it's, 
you're just taking that to the next level where we were talking about um, it doesn't have to be boring. Right. Uh, You know, back when I was doing surcoat work, I, I love, I loved doing surcoat work. My wife hated me doing surcoat work because I would, if something wasn't perfect, I'd redo it. I mean, I'd redo a customer's gun three times <laughs> Same. Um, be- because I just wasn't happy. Right. If I'm not happy, they're not going to be happy. Exactly. Um, but that's what I love about, about your work is um, it, it, you don't have to have a boring gun. I mean, this is a P uh, 365. That has three um, textures on it, man. She, she, yeah, she couldn't, not that she couldn't make up her mind, but she, she liked a few different textures and we were just bouncing ideas off of each other. And she was like, can you do all three? And I was like, yeah, I actually can do all three. Do you want me to? And uh, she was like, yeah, just do it. Well, the, but the third texture at the top, she didn't choose, you know, I was like, let me think of a third texture though. You know? Yeah. When she wanted, I didn't think would flow good. And uh, so when I did a little sample piece and I showed her, she's like, yeah, go with that. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. And that's the cool thing about this is, is um, it's not like you just, oh, I'm, you know, Will, here's my, here's my frame, go stipple it. I mean, there is a, there's a component of consulting with this. Oh yeah. I mean, this is just not like, Hey, I'm just going to sit there and just going to, I'm going to put a pattern on there. It's like, what do you want? How do you want it? Um, You're going back to that whole expression thing. You're helping that gun owner bring out their expression. I have a, a process I go through when my orders come through. Um, I email the customer, hey, I just got your order, man. Really appreciate it. Uh, do you have some time to talk? You know, when, are, when can we get together and talk? I call them on the phone and, man, I've been on the phone for an hour before uh, just discussing somebody's project. And, um, you know, especially if they pick some mods that I'm like, hmm, you know, like, they did this, but didn't do that. Or why are they doing, uh, maybe they can't afford it or, you know, so sometimes, you know, uh, for those of you watching, don't expect this all the time, but sometimes, <laughs> you know, I would throw in a free mod for somebody. If I could tell that somebody really wanted glove bevels, but they're like, man, I didn't want to pay the extra money for glove bevels. And I got, like, they don't directly tell me that, but that's what I feel. I'll surprise them. I'll send their gun and they're like, dude, you did glove bevels. I'm like, you're welcome, bro. You know what I mean? But yeah, I'll get on the phone and just talk to them and, and make sure that I understand exactly what they want and give them more ideas and, and, and just, yeah, it, it, it is, man. It's, 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 it's a collaborative effort. You know, it's not just send me your gun. Let me do what I want. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, Which- I, I like their input too, man. Which is, you know, going back to that whole custom shop thing, even though these companies have custom shops, you still get what the custom shop does, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm going to get a SIG Equinox, I, I know what the slide's going to look like regardless yeah. of the gun, right? Yeah. It, yeah. It's going to have, it's going to be blackened and they're going to wear some things off to do the stainless steel. It's going to be the same, mm-hmm. it, but it's a custom shop gun. Yours <laughs> is a true custom job. Yeah. Yeah. Most people will say, Hey, we'll just do your standard border layouts, your standard, this, your standard. All right, cool. You know, but there's a few where we spent some time, like, to be honest, I've had people send me drawings of different border layouts and, you know, uh, I tell them, I go, now, you know, this is going to prolong your lead time. Right. You know, yeah, it's fine. Will, but they'll send me drawings and 
sorry if I'm bugging you. I go, dude, don't worry about it, man. Let, let's, let's, let's get this, let's get it going, you know? See, and that's what I love. I love hearing this because this is where, this is where you can see passion, right? There's people that can stipple, right? All right, fine. I'll just, I'm going to lay down a pattern. This is what you get. Yeah. Versus someone who's going, hey, look, I really like doing this. I really want you to have what you want. Let's talk about this. And this is, you know, I understand, you know, I, I understand where people can be price conscious, but understand this is a custom job. And the shit takes custom job. No. <laughs> it takes a lot of time. It takes time. a lot of work. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when I used to work on people's 1911s, and they're like, okay, it's going to cost you this much. And like, oh, geez. Like, do you have any idea how many hours I'm going to put into this gun? Yeah. I mean, I have uh, this one that I, I kind of tease every once in a while saying, I'm going to finish this 1911 one day. <laughs> okay. I, I have 100 hours into this 1911. Is that all? <laughs> That's all. I, and I probably have another 50 hours into this gun. Wow. But wow. it's like, guys, this stuff, this stuff takes time. Yeah. And, and then, you know, go ahead. Go ahead, go Benji. Ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, I work a little slower than, than your average stippler out there. Um, I could probably work faster. You know, I don't know if the detail is going to be the same. You know, but I would rather take my time and uh, and also this shit's hard on the body, man. I mean, yeah. a lot of us we we have neck issues, back issues, you know, wrist, elbow issues. Yeah, hey, yeah. yeah man. So I, you know, I like to kind of take breaks, you know, during the frame stretch. I mean, there's 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 times, man. I, I it's it's hard, it's achy just getting in bed. Like honestly, like if I yeah. spent ten hours down in the workshop. I feel like my bone is bruised in the back of my neck. You know what I mean? Like those vertebrae are yep. bruised. Like if I touch them, I'm like, ah, damn, you know? Yeah. So we go through a lot of pain to make people happy, you know, but it's, it's, uh, but it's, that's, but that's the thing is you're not going to rush a job. That's, this goes back into the passion thing. This is your passion. This is what you want to do. This is, yeah. you want the customer to have the best job possible. Absolutely. Which man. is why, you're fine with taking a little bit longer to do it because you want to make sure. Um, so I'm going to steal something from MGB here. You want first time quality. Hell right? yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it mean it got to mean something to you, you know, dude. I used to go in on my days off when I was at Gunfighter Tactical. I used to go in on my days off if I knew the customer was picking up their their stippled gun because I wanted to be there to hand it to them and go. How do you like it? You know what I mean? Like, I'd be excited. Like, look what I did. But I'd be like, how do you, like, are you happy with this? Now, there's only so much you can do after you stipple a gun. If so, oh, I don't yeah. know. But if there was never a time, but if there was ever a time, like, oh, I thought it was going to be, you know, if I could, I would, you know. But I always, that's one thing I miss, man, is seeing the smiles on people's faces when they yeah. like, you know, I've had guys go like, they turn to their girlfriend, like, this is my gun. This is the same. Yeah. Like this is not my I'm like, that's your gun, bro. You know? That's good. Yeah. A lot of a lot. It was very, um, very, very nice. Yeah, I, I remember um there was a SIG 226 that I circled one time. And um it's actually in uh one of one of my videos for a disassembly and reassembly of the um of the um the SIG classics because 
there were certain parts of that gun that I wanted to show. Hmm. And uh, part of the thing was is that uh, the guy didn't really know it, but that gun was going to get circuited, right? Nice. And then then he kind of, he got kind of, caught wind because um i had worked i worked with him he was on another team and his wife also worked there too and then we were kind of figuring out what to do with this gun for him and then um finally he's like i i'm kind of catching wind of this i'm like okay well (laughs) since since the cat's kind of out of the bag what do you want to do and he's like well i kind of want this i kind of want that and i'm like okay and then um i go can i have a little bit of artistic freedom with this thing right and they're like sure yeah. so he wanted um uh tungsten right so and and back then every everything was tungsten right <laughs> okay um <laughs> don't get me wrong i love i love that circuit color uh, i have some on the shelf <laughs> yeah but uh you know it, it's kind of like one of the, it's kind of like flat desert earth right everything is flat yeah fde yeah. Yeah, um yeah. so so what i did was i i finished up another I finished up another painting, another gun, and it was um, I forget what color. It, it was a blue, right? So instead of cleaning my my gun, my air guard, because I was out of Serco, but you know you still had the residual in there. I went, let's take the tungsten and just dump it in without cleaning the gun. So and I got this like blue tungsten out of this thing oh, that man. just looked amazing, right? I mean, I couldn't have mixed the colors that good. So when he got that, it was like this blue tungsten with um, it was like a, what was it the burnt um, burnt bronze grips? I did the grips burnt bronze. Hell yeah! And he yes. got this thing, and then uh, the barrel and all the accents were um, uh, were black. Uh huh. He got this gun and he's just like, he's just like looking at it. Just like, you can see his jaw just hit the ground. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah this is mine. <laughs> right. I know. And I just, I, I know exactly what you mean about that. Cause I used to, I used to hate doing um, circuit work over the internet because you didn't see that face. Right. Man, it, makes, it feels good when you make others feel good. Right. When you make someone else smile, like, that just fills a heart. You know what I yeah. mean? Like when you know you're the source of somebody's happiness, excitement, whatever it is, you know, Matt, whatever it is, right? It's just, we, 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 we like, humans like that. We, we crave that yeah. help and help. Well, at least most of us like to help others, you know? Well, so yeah. Most of us, <laughs> at least, at least those of us that aren't psycho. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's badass, dude. You just threw it right in the guns, like started spraying. I just started spraying. I was like, it just came, it, it was like this blue tungsten. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it, it, it was just badass. I'm like, there's no way I could have ever mixed that paint because it was, right, right. And, and it's going to, it's a one of the kind, I, you know, if he scratched that frame up, I couldn't reshoot that again because you don't know it the was just, yeah, it was just like, I wonder what would happen if I just shot this thing dirty and yeah. oh God, it was just, it, it was just awesome. I mean, those are the things that I, I, I love. I used to love doing that with, with Surcoat. You know, um, I never got into custom mixing. I, I did it twice, though. And one of the guns you actually pulled up on my Instagram, and it came out so freaking badass, man. It was a green. And depending on the on the angle and the lighting you had in the room, you would changed. either see a sheen. You wouldn't see a sheen. It would get darker. It would get brighter. 
I mean, like when I first sent the uh, uh, photos to the guy, I was like, dude, wait, just wait until you see this in person. The photos are not doing this any justice. I'm I like, know. I yeah. Well, see it in the sun, see it in the house, change and I'm like, it, this thing's gonna do all kind of cool shit on you. And it'll yeah, I kind of remember the mix ratio, kind of. I could probably figure and, it. And, and and that's the funny thing is, is um because you know, I used to send people, you know, the customer a picture, even if they were picking up locally, I'd still send them a picture going, Hey, it's done. And I used to tease, I used to tease my customers every once in a while where like, you know, I pulled it out of the oven and they're just kind of cooling mm-hmm. and I would just take a picture of them, yeah. you know, hanging off the wire, cooling, oh, yes, going, yes, it's sir. getting close, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, when they, it, and those pictures just do not do justice. Mm-hmm. Um, they never they're, do. They're, they never do. You can never get the light right. Cameras just do not see colors the way our eyes do. No. But you know, and then they kind of see like, okay, I'm going to get my gun and they, they kind of expect it. And then they see it and yeah. you're just like, yeah, yeah this, that, that picture is not what I have here. And, and man, the shit we go through, like, so if, if my Instagram page, you, there's a section where you start sensing, you start seeing the theme with that samurai background. Yep. Right. Um, and then you go through all the photos. There's usually six photos per post, you know, you'll sense the theme. Like I always take them all from the same. Oh, okay. Yeah. So go to scroll down a little bit. Uh, Yeah. So click, click on any one of these. So if you start arrowing, arrowing over and checking the other photos, no other arrow, there's a arrow. Yeah. This one. Yeah. So that's what, yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, you keep going through those. Though, though that that's like the general theme of all my photos. I get the same angles. Um, yep. That's when I was still putting business cards in there. But uh, <laughs> man, I used to have to wait until the sun came into the backyard at a certain just angle, perfect. just perfect. Yeah. Keep, so then I'd go up to a tree and I'd put this in the tree and get the trees on there, and I'd send all these photos. Every one of my customers got a photo set of their gun sent to them and and you know some of them were like oh cool thanks for the photos you know and others were like damn i didn't get a photo shoot you know like yeah Yeah. you see if you could see that green if you could find that green one actually go ahead and x out of that if you don't mind yeah scroll scroll down a little bit you'll see or actually scroll up scroll up one row i think that's it yeah that green one right there in the center Scroll through those photos, and I believe you'll see the the yeah. So you see what it's doing already. The colors already yep. shifted from the first one. Yeah, just just between that and that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and I think uh, yeah, keep yeah, 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 yeah. You'll just you'll start seeing now. It's looking like dark, almost like just yep. standard OD green. Almost like right? yeah, exactly. You have the OD green, and but but it's not. And then yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, it's so funny how lighting can change that stuff. Yeah. Yep. Just look at that texture. That's just, yeah. That's my Gears of War. Gears of War. Uh, I always try to make these silly names. But no, it's just, yeah, I, 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 I totally get that. It's just, I mean, between those two pictures. Yeah, those alone. Almost like it, mm-hmm. It's almost like a different gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. God, that's well, cool. You know, it's cool. You're like, oh, cool, man. I get like a chameleon 
paint job over here. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've been rolling almost well about an hour now. Mm -hmm. um, so I like to wrap things up with a speed round. So it's it's just five questions. All right. Um, first, the first four are just choose. Right. Uh, you know this or that, and the third, the last one is going to be a thinking question. Okay. All right. So, flat dirt, flat earth. <laughs> so, What's that? So I lost my virginity at twenty-one. <laughs> twenty-one. Yeah. Uh, flat dark earth or cobalt? Cobalt. I like I, I, I like cobalt. <laughs> it was a tough one for I, me, man. That's a, I know. I know. Yeah. It's kind of like. Do, do I go to the FTE or do I just kind of do, do I show a little more out of that? <laughs> um, my first Palmer eighty uh, frame that I did was was cobalt, and I just fell in love with that color. Mm -hmm. It's a um, it's a cool color, man. I, I just it's something about it, man. It's like rich, you know. It's just yeah, this it, it's it's rich, but it's not like too show offish, but mm. yet it's yeah. not boring. Yeah. Yep. So forty five ACP. Or 357 Magnum. 45. Yeah, right. 45. For sure. 45. Nice and smooth. Would you rather have an AR-15 or a SCAR? AR-15. <laughs> For shooting. Do you, would you rather have electronic hearing protection or non-electronic hearing protection? <laughs> electronic all day. <laughs> it's funny because I asked that one time and someone's like, wait, why the hell would anybody choose passive? <laughs> like some people do not like hearing the other people talk around them. Hey man, you got to keep your ninja senses alive. You know, some sneaky. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> I, mean, I, I think I don't shoot at ranges. You know, I'm always outdoor shooting somewhere, so I like to kind of so, hear what's going on. That's the same thing for me because, like, when I do my outdoor stuff, um, you know, I shoot out in the national forest here. Uh, I stopped going to the range a long time ago because, first of all, the range is like 45 minutes that direction, and the national forest is 15 minutes that direction. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. And then uh, when I'm up there. I'm up there because I'm I'm shooting, I'm filming. I got so many things going on. I want to have the passive hearing just so I know if somebody's around me. Oh, right? yeah. If somebody's like drives up or yeah. um, just so I can have that situational awareness. And yeah. And and plus but, ranges, man. I don't I don't trust ranges. I don't trust the people there. Number one. Um, number two, I I don't like to sit still and shoot. I don't like to just shoot down a, a range. I like to run drills. I like to draw from the whole strike. I like to yep. move, transition, targets. You know what I mean? I like to set up still. Just papers too <sighs> boring. Boring. Yeah. Boring. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, I'm the same way. At least uh, the one range uh, that I, I belong to here, or I used to belong to before I just started going in the forest, uh, it was an outdoor range and you had a bay and they would leave, you know, you'd have plates that you could shoot on and, and then, um, the one thing that drove me nuts is that you have people going in there with rifles, punching holes through the plate, steel plates. He's like, would you guys just stop this crap? Right. I mean, and, and the thing is, is if you want to destroy some steel, 
they would have like old Aussie tanks that they would weld up some rebar that mm. you could just go out there and just bang on oh, and yeah. then punch holes through. Yeah, but, yeah. No, I, I, people get to be idiots. So I just rather have my own steel, my own targets go out and just have fun. Right. Dude. Yeah. Re re real quick. Cause I know we're coming to an end. Uh, I'll make it fast. Dude. I had a guy screaming at me one time at the gun range because the whole range was empty. We got put on one lane. It didn't work. So we just simply moved over to the next lane. Well, they came in and that was their lane. And he was so mad that we were in his lane. And his dad was trying to – he was a younger kid. His dad was trying to come in. He's like, no, they're in our fucking lane. What is it? They saw it. I'm like, dude, I just walked out. I'm like, nah, dude, we're not. Let's go. Me and my buddy were there. Yeah. I, I go out in the back. I'm like, hey, Alan, dude, this this dude, don't ever let him come back. But, yeah, yeah so range is just – yeah. Yeah, you're you're you shoot you shoot like I shoot. Um, I like the I like the openness. I like the move. Yeah. Um, I, I've been you know I've been shooting a little over forty years now, um, but you know through most of that through God through half of that's been static paper. And you know when I first started competing, I'm like, I can move. <laughs> shit how do i move and shoot right, right, right yeah. you start learning as and then when you start learning it you, you, you yeah yeah <laughs> um so yeah you start you start learning to move and shoot it, it's just yeah I, I, you're the same way i do i i like to, i don't like static shooting it's it's, no it's way, man. to me yep that's um, not, yeah that's not i don't have a gun because i want to learn how to shoot at paper i have a gun because i want to learn how to how to use it you know? yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah I wanted to say operate it, but I don't want to be one of those guys like I'm an operator. <laughs> I'm an operator, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Going out and all your kit. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So for your last question, you have the world's largest table in front of you. Okay. And on it is literally one of every gun that has ever existed. And you're allowed to have one of those guns. Oh, that's a tease. Which gun do you grab? Jeez. Oh man, I'm not. Wow. Uh, my answer is probably. That's good. why that's the last question. You got to think about that one. Uh. And and mind you, it's literally one of every gun: full auto, semi-auto, lever, bolt, muzzle loader, everything. I. You know what I want? I want a freaking minigun. Oh, uh, you are the first minigun. Really? You are the first. You are the I'll first minigun. Just... <laughs> you are the first. You're, you're thinking Predator, right? I'm thinking all the all, any movie that come out doing this. I want that man exactly. Predator, of course. Yeah, yeah that is. Uh, yeah, no, you're the first minigun. Yeah, um, my buddies and I would go out to the jungle. And we could just <laughs> just go out. You just go go clear some trees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or some predators. So, so, anyways, well, how do people get a hold of you? I mean, now for those of you watching and listening, I'll have all the links down below. So if you're driving and listening to this, do not try to write it down. Just click the link in the uh, in the description. But yeah. well, how do people get a hold of you? The best way to get a hold of me is on Instagram, Shogun underscore Customs. Um, Facebook, I'm on Facebook as well. Just Shogun Customs, no underscore. 
Uh, you can subscribe to my YouTube. No, you can't really get a hold of me, but you can sub to my YouTube, Shogun Customs, obviously. And uh, if you ever want to place an order, shoguncustoms.com. Uh, but yeah, if you ever want to talk and immediately get some answers, some some interaction, Instagram is by far the uh, the easiest. Awesome. Well, man, thank you so much for taking time out to talk today. It's been great, man. I love I love talking to you during our other meetings, but that's why I was like, man, I gotta get Will on, man, because he's just he's just such such a great guy to talk to. Yeah, and uh, thank you so much for taking time out to talk today. No, I appreciate this, Banshee. It means a lot to me, man. It really does. Thank you. Now, I've known Will for just a few months, but I've known his work for a while, and he does such a great job with his stippling. I mean, you heard in the podcast, it's more than just sitting there with a little, you know, soldering iron and just poking holes in plastic. I mean, you need to think about the plastic that you're working with. You need to think about a pattern. And then if you take it to the next level like Will does, I mean, those patterns are just amazing. I love the way that he just doesn't just go and stipple it. And he thinks about this and he works with the customer. So that way you truly get a custom pistol. Go check out Will at Shogun Customs. You're just going to love the work that he does. Now it's time for the product of the podcast, and today it is the Wheeler Gunsmith Hammer Set. I love these hammers. I mean, you see them in my videos, and I really do use them around the shop. Now, this big hammer is, well, it does great for stuck pins, but it's a little too heavy for doing typical gunsmithing work. Technically, this smaller one is a little bit on the heavy side, but it gets the job done. It'll do it no problem. And since you got four heads for both of these hammers, you can configure these things up for just about anything that you need to do. I have a link down in the description below. Check out the Wheeler Gunsmith Hammer Set. Now, I have some content for you right there. If you're watching on YouTube, right there is last week's podcast. If you didn't catch it, I want you to catch it. If you've caught it, I want you to catch it again. Because that podcast, we talk about Freedom Crew University and everything that goes on there and talks about building your own freedom. Go check that thing out right now. Thanks for listening. Hope you're staying safe out there. And I look forward to talking to you again soon.